Welcome to Under the Blanket, and I am your host, Baba Love. And your whole life has been leading up to this very moment. And here we are under Miraji's cosmic blanket, where we're in his heart, his cosmic heart, where we see all is one. And I have today uh, a guest host, Evan. Um, so Evan is awakening. And I want to ask you, Evan, about, you know, your journey of spiritual awakening, like the before and the during, because, you know, well, obviously we're all the guru, but I'm sure I'm not talking to a completely realized being, except on the level that we're all that, you know? (laughs) So, um, in other words, you're still working on yourself like I am. So, um, my question for you is, Tell us about your spiritual waking. Well, that's not a question, but close enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, my awakening was a bit of a, a process. It wasn't all of a sudden real fast. It was more of a gradual thing. Um, what had happened was I was doing quite well in life. I had a really good paying job. I had a fiance and she had a daughter and nice house and everything was going great. And then, cut a short story, long story short, uh, I lost everything within three weeks. I lost my job, I lost my house, I lost my fiance, and I ended up having to go move back to my hometown and stay in a friend's basement for a year. And there I was obviously, you know, depressed and sad and bummed out. And finally, after about a year, I decided I can't keep on just sorry for myself all the time so i decided to up and move to a different town where i had a, a friend of mine that i grew up with live there it's nice enough to give me a chance to stay with him until i can get on my feet and uh while i was there i happened to run into uh, a group of people that he introduced me to and we ended up spending many weekends doing very large amounts of acid and we were listening to all sorts of People like Alan Watts and Ram Dass, and I was just hooked. And uh, ever since then, I kept on learning more and more. And Alan Watts, listening to more Alan Watts, reading Ram Dass, listening to Ram Dass, um, getting into Kirtan and chanting and Krishna Das. Feel like i'm kind of rambling but oh it's good well you know um it's a common thing with people that are on the path of uh, learning from ram das or neem Karol baba viraji the blanket guy um to have had an awakening through either suffering or psychedelics and in your case a combination of both and yes. you know it's it's uh as you know he said psychedelics give the darshan of christ and you you go and you visit christ and you get into that oneness and your ego may even disappear for a little while but it comes back and you come down and you have to leave that state but he said that is very useful for awakening it's useful so you know uh, but ultimately he said love is the strongest medicine so it's useful to visit that if you are able to do it safely and in a good set and setting but 
ultimately the what's going to get you there what's going to get you to maintain that state of consciousness is love that's more powerful although like but they work hand in hand because you have the love medicine you know but you also it's useful to take uh actual uh yogi medicine as well it was called so how about you tell us about one specific experience you had on psychedelics like what is it like when you take it I remember the one most profound instance that I remember I had. I was sitting in my apartment alone. I actually did do successful in that town and got a good job and got my own apartment and everything, by the way. But um, my most profound experience, I remember I was sitting in my living room and I had just taken probably a tennis strip. And everything, I just, I felt like so connect, insanely connected to everything everything in my room everything in the world you're just so intense i was just laying on the floor and i was just laughing and crying at the same time and i was was just like existence why do i need to exist you know make sense why do i have to make sense (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because you said that exactly as you said that i i i entered into that state like deeper you know obviously i've been able to maintain some sort of high consciousness but the way you said it it just got me in there like that feeling of peaking you know because with my psychedelic i found that a really low dose once in a while is so more powerful than taking higher doses for me at this point and sometimes some of my highest experiences are just through meditation at this point. Like my meditation, I do this guided meditation where Ram Dass tells you to just be. And it's like, as I just be, and I just, in this moment, and whatever arises, I allow it to be, that gets me to the same state that psychedelics get to me. But then again, I've been doing this kind of practice for a very, for, for like since 2001. So it's like almost 20 years now. So. It's probably has something to do with it. You know, it's starting to get easier. So that's yeah. a good, you know, like you have, you're more recent into the practice. So that's what you have to look forward to. It will get easier, you know. And uh, that experience, whole experience led me into, you know, learning about Ram Das, explaining, you know, the about Maharaji and going to India. And it was, you know, how it's just a roadmap. And, uh, and I led me to, this was a few years ago that that happened. And ever since then, I had been stopping the whole meditation trip. And I, had, you know, tried to do the whole self-help thing until I realized that was kind of dumb. And uh, but mainly, mostly, I'm mostly focused on these days is the karma yoga and bhakti yoga. And, I mean, I have Maharaji on my dashboard. I see him all the time. I look at him every time. And Ram Das, I constantly always have him on my mind all the time. He's, it seems like anything comes up, it's just something that he would say just pops in my head. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And I go about my day. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I'll sometimes be going through my day and something he says will apply to it. Or sometimes I, I get visions of the brown section of be here now. Like right now, just talking about it, I'm starting to get a vision. And I'm getting it of the one where there's this potter and he's sitting in like a field of like tall grass and he's making a pot and it says the potter 
is the pots are I am a hollow bamboo. And, you know, that's the method of it's talking about karma yoga, where you do your karma. In his case, his karma is to be a potter, to make pots. But he's just sitting back, identifying with the hollow bamboo rather than the potter making the pots. They just that just happens from the state of being. And, you know, I, I like when like the other day I was listening to a Ram Dass lecture where he talked about trees and he understands trees the way I do. Trees, they just be. They really just, they're, they're really like the masters. Well, you know, obviously there's people that are able to do it as well, but they are masters at being here now. They have consciousness where they just are always being here now. And they go through pleasure. Like if you hug them, that's pleasure. Or if they get cut down by a chainsaw, that's pain. They feel the cold of the winter and the warmth of the summer. All that just as vividly as human beings but they're surrendered to it in the moment. So they're not like, oh, this winter is going to be cold coming up like we are. Our summer is going to be hot. Or what happens when that chainsaw cuts me and then they have anxiety? There's none of that. you know. And that's a lot we can learn from trees because they have a sense of peace. And even if they are getting immense pain from a chainsaw, they have accepted it. And that, you know... If something like if you're at the dentist and you're getting immense pain from the drill, if you just accept it deep enough, it's just happening. You know, like it says in Be Here Now, pleasure, pain, loss, game, fame, shame, all the same, right? Yes, if you can step back and take a look instead of realizing, you know, you're not the body and you can kind of appreciate what's going on, what's happening instead of being caught up in the moment of what's happening. Yeah, it's like the, the, the soul of the tree is beyond the tree body. And yet they are experiencing treeness, but not identified with it. And that's what we could do. We could go beyond the human body into like a loving awareness, like Ramdas did in his later years. And yet we still have this human experience, but we're loving it. You know, we're we're not identified with our body, like you were saying, you know. Like it says in the Bhagavan Dham, one of the holy books of India, one without a second, and it's separate from the body. And although you are an embodied being, you know, you're not caught up in the changes and qualities pertaining to the body. And that is, that to me, is that's the only freedom. You know how like politicians talk about freedom? Well, what is freedom to you? I mean, obviously not what the politicians say, but what's freedom to you? Freedom to me is not being caught in the ego, not being caught up in scared or anxious or upset about the external things that are going on around me. I can just rest in my stillness and be aware of what's going on, but not be caught up in it. Yeah, that's, see, that's what I've been found that gives me so much peace. It's just allowing, if anxiety's there, I'll allow it. If pain's there, I'll allow it. If fear's there, like I don't, like Ramdas teaches never to push anything away, never to deny our humanity. And I think awesome. a lot of other spiritual communities, they kind of poo poo that, you know, and a lot of people are pretending they're more advanced than they are, like only good vibes, high vibe only. I don't, I don't let anyone mess with my vibe. I'm manifesting my destiny. My destiny has nothing to do with white privilege and being a rich. Trust kid, trust fund kid, has everything to do 
with my sage I just burned, you know? <laughs> that kind of stuff. I definitely know what you mean. I've 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 gotten in conversations with people about the whole love and light thing. And I was, in order to be whole, you have to accept both the good and the bad. Exactly. Like Ramda says, the devil's but the other face of God. And that's what the issue is in say Christian religion, not Christ himself or the mysticism of Christianity, but the Christian religion is very dualistic. It ends very. up reinforcing a sense of ego and separation. And in fact, it contradicts the actual teachings of Christ, which is pretty amazing that they filmed, formed a whole series of religions and denominations. And I can't think of one off the top of my head that really reflects what it says in the Bible where he's teaching people. Yeah, I think what a lot of people have, his teachings are very wrong. He thinks that you should be like me. No, he's trying to say that you are like me. Right, right. And it's funny because I learned to accept the teachings of Christ through be here now. It's like not through the Bible, you know? Same here. It was very hard for me to grasp all that until I listened and Ramdas really explained and kind of made me understand a lot more. It's not christianity aspect of it, especially more so of you know being lost in love meditate like christ and i turned i turned to a page of be here now while we were talking about jesus and i got a quote from jesus nice which is cool synchronicity jesus said because you have seen me you have believed blessed are those that have not seen me yet have believed and it's talking about people like us in the sense that we've never seen Neem Kral Baba on the physical level. We never yep. saw him read our minds or saw Ram Dass get his mind read or saw him do the miracles or saw or felt his love from the physical way where we could look and see him on his socket. But yet we have believed in the sense that we've opened ourselves up to receive his darshan from within. You know, and what's amazing about us as devotees, I think, is that K.K. Sa said, Our, we're pure. Like the people that had to go to Miraji and touch his feet and see all that amazing stuff, they were not as pure. We were pure because we could just read a book or hear a lecture or do a psychedelic or do a meditation and get that from within. So he was complimenting us as, you know, wow, that takes a lot of purity, you know? Oh, wow. I never actually heard heard about that. That's really amazing to hear. It was moving when I first heard KK saw that because there has been a little bit, not much, but a tiny bit of a little bit of a divide between the devotees that were in Maharaji's physical presence and the devotees that never met him or were born after he had died. But I don't think there's much of that, really. But there is a little bit of it. But you know, what I've noticed is uh, even Parvati Marcus wants to bridge that because she's writing, she wrote a book, Love Everyone, where she collected the stories of Westerners that met Miraji in the physical. Now she's collecting stories of Westerners meeting Miraji through dreams or through a book or through a vision or even through the physical after he had died. Some people have you know, met him somehow in another person or something like that. Like, I met him through Amma. When Amma, the hugging saint, hugged me, she whispered in my ear, Ram, Ram, Ram. And I felt as her, there was Miraji 
telling me, look, I'm with you. It doesn't matter. I'm with, I'm in all form. I'm in everything. And this woman is letting me come through her because she's so pure that mom is, mom is really pure. And I was like all caught up in who's my guru, who's my root guru, who's my main path. And that sort of resolved it. And I realized it's Neem Kuro Baba and that he's my sort of method to see that you're my guru and I'm the guru and all that kind of stuff. Like he said, sub X, all is one. You all know? is one. So yes. like, how do you relate with the blanket part of it? Like when you see a picture of Neem Kuro Baba, obviously it's all one. But what is this blanket guy? And what is that smile and those eyes? Like, what do they do for you, the pictures? When I think of it, I think of it more as, like, the Buddhist pointing at the sun, at the moon. You know, he isn't it, but he's... It's like, like Ram Dass would say, it's the doorway. Yes, exactly. Like Ram Dass said, you know, if the method works, he becomes not any more special than the spilled soda on the ground or a blade of grass or a leaf falling on a fall day. You know, it's like really when the method works, it really is all one. So then when you're in that state of oneness, Neem Kuro Baba is just a part of the one, just like me and you, just like the blade of grass. It's all, you know, the same God consciousness. And, you know, I find that when I'm getting caught up in things, and I pray to Neem Kuro Baba or bring him a flower or have a dream about him, it reminds me of that oneness and helps me let go of my attachments that keep me from me. Like, I find, I don't know about you, but my attachments are what keep me from always being in that state of oneness. Like, I'll get in that state of oneness a lot even, but what will keep pulling me out of it are my attachments. So tell us about attachments. For me, my attachments, um, um, mm. for one thing, I, what I wanted to, I was forgot to say earlier is the school that you're talking about reading that book, because I'm actually in the middle of reading it halfway right now anyway, as well. And reading that book really helps solidify and smooth over any doubts that I've had of the feelings and thoughts that I have about Neem Karoli. And I can just look at a picture of him and I can just feel the flood of emotion and, and love just from looking at a picture. But attachments, I I noticed them where, ah, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little. That's okay. No, I understand. It gets emotional because uh, I, Bhakti uses a lot of emotion. It uses that emotional heart and those emotions as a doorway into the, the divine mood, so to speak. And yes. now I'm going to read a little page from Be Here Now. And maybe we could talk about that. that sounds if you great. Could go, is that okay? Yes. All right. If you could go into a meditation room, close up your ears, sit down center, go in, 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 further in, oh, much further in, oh, you've just begun. Keep going back in. Don't linger to smell the pretty sunflower. Don't linger to hold on to the ecstasy of bliss. Keep going in behind the senses, behind your thoughts. And if you could go back in far enough, you will see everything you've identified with him. You will see your own personality. 
your own body, your own life drama. It's very awesome. The point is we have gone out and out and out, and we've sought and sought and found much, but it hasn't been enough. And now merely by turning the process inward, you go in and in and in until you come to the place where Guru Rinpoche sits. So your thoughts on that page? I, I really love hearing that every time. I know I've read it a couple times myself. Um, going in and in, I, the one thing I catch myself getting caught up in is when you're talking about when you get to the point of where you just feel that happiness and bliss and you're thinking, oh, this is what I wanted, this is where I'm at. But this, I have to realize that there, there's more to it. There's more to that. You have to go further and deeper in order to see your your real true self and, and for me in order me being able to do that has been able to open my eyes to so many more things in the world that i never really even noticed or cared to think about before it gave me more of a deeper, deeper understanding and deeper feeling and connection to the world and everyone around me absolutely like he says don't linger to hold on to the ecstasy of bliss because it's because the ecstasy of bliss is, he's talking about the fraction of it. Because I talked to Ram Das uh, on Skype uh, two times and met him in person. On the second time, or the first time, one of those times, I was talking to him. He, he was able to read my energy, and he, he perfectly described where I was at. He said, look, you're, 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 all, you, you, you're with the oneness a lot. You have your toe in there. You have your toe in there, and you're you're like sitting on the dock, but your toe in the oneness, and you're like, that's enough. That's enough for me. That's all I need. And he's like, there's gonna come the point where you're gonna jump in, and you can yeah. do that. He was encouraging me to do that, and I've gotten to the point where I have jumped in. I'm no longer with the toe thing, and I'm in the process of drowning. And sometimes it can be painful, but it's like a good pain. It's a beautiful pain. Because it's like getting lost in love. Before, I was just sitting on the dock with my toe in, and that was enough. But now I've committed to the drowning process. And eventually, over the course of probably 10 million lifetimes or whatever, I'll get to the point where I'm like him. But, you know, there's a place which is ironic where we already have that Buddha nature now. Like, that's what I like the concept of Buddha nature, because it really, like, throws a, a monkey wrench into that, like, how the concept of enlightenment can get everybody from not being here now because yeah we're all going to get enlightened one day fully awake never suffer again but right now we have a place that's now already enlightened that's our nature and we could be in it when we're not even finished yet <laughs> like there's this quote to be here now we're in the middle of our journey but we've opened our eyes for a moment in, the, in eternity, and that's the here and now. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's like the, like that that moment we get on psychedelics or meditation. It's like opening our eyes to the maternity, maternity, maternity. Where did that come from? What the maternity leap? Uh oh, I think I'm pregnant with God. <laughs> 
Oh, I've I've also kind of experienced that recently too. Wait, what did you say? I can't hear you. You're not coming through good. I really like what you're saying. Well, you know, dipping your you're toes. You're muffled. I think your hands on the speaker. I really like what you said about dipping your toe in and deciding to jump in because recently I've done the same thing where I'm like, I've been kind of messing around here and there reading this and reading that. And I was like, I really, I can't half-ass this. And I, I totally decided to just jump in head first. And now I catch myself just at times just overwhelmed with feelings of love and happiness and I feel like I've gotten lost within myself, and sometimes, some days, I don't even recognize who I even am anymore. Yeah, that they they describe that in the yoga process, where you start to not even know who you are. You're getting lost in love. You know what? What's interesting I've found is in my own path, I'm reaching milestones, and of course, it's all been leading up to right here. Um, when I broke up with my longtime partner, she. Uh, it was, we were having a, t- a really fruitful tantric practice, but it was forming much attachment at a certain point. Like Ramdas says, all methods are traps. And I was getting really trapped in that method. When we did break up for various reasons, I had a, an uplifting of being consistently more in the oneness. And then ironically, when 2020 hit, and I, I wasn't having any girlfriends. I was totally single and I had less friends. And I was spending time alone and quarantined and COVID hit and all this crazy stuff's happened with Trump and in the world. This has been the greatest year I've ever had in solitude. Sitting and I just do more meditation. I do more reading because I'm never alone. Miraji's always with me, you know, or that spirit or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And it's better that I have like, quality relationships and quantity you know sometimes the best relationship for me with another person on the physical plane can just be a smile walking down the street and that's enough i don't have to live with the person i don't have to deal with anything i just is sharing a smile you know that's so really do you, great do you know what i'm saying with that absolutely i totally get exactly what you're saying and that's really great man i spent a period of three years where i just kind of went off and did my own thing and didn't to mess with anybody and it was a really really great and growing experience for me that's beautiful yeah like i don't know i just i just you know eventually i hope to have a partner again but you know i'm just glad to be where i'm at now i know it's like like that's what i've helped with neem Krobab has helped with me with is the guru kripa method is like seeing how everything that happens to you is for your awakening it's like the opposite of paranoid schizophrenia it's all conspired to awaken me to me to my higher self and just like looking at things like that just seems to put you in some sort of harmony like the other like it was strange though the other day a car almost hit me it was like a a few inches maybe an inch from swiping me probably killing me or maiming me and I've found that to be helpful. And it's like, anybody else would say, you're crazy. How could you look at that as like something that helps you awaken? What kind of guru would almost hit you with the car? You know? 
But, like, I have to look at it like that because I want that peace, and it helps me find that peace. It helps me have some sort of trust in the universe. And even Bhagavan Dots, who's in Be Here now, he recently got run over by a car, and he's looking at it like that. So, you know, Neem Baba has this power to transform us to see our life, even the most terrible moments, as grace. And that's very, very shows his, you know, how that method is so powerful. You know, that we can enjoy the ride no matter how bumpy it gets sometimes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, I've actually been really working on trying to kind of throw myself into the fire, so to speak. I'm trying to see where I can learn here and there, where I'm still caught. Uh, try to learn from that. Yeah, what I sense about you is you have a deep, uh, devotion and a seriousness, like a purity of your seeking, and that is necessary, you know, to go the journey. So anyway, this has been under the blanket with your host Baba here, love, and I thank you for being on the show, Evan. I'm very grateful to having to be here. And the show went perfect. Remember, as Maraji says, it's all perfect. Mm-hmm.